1: With some really good information about our local market and about home ownership and how to maintain and 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 really benefit from home ownership and that involves three things buying right maintaining it right in the meantime and then when you go to sell it um uh, the right things to do there so to help with that today we have a special guest, no uh, stranger to radio, Scott Miller from uh, Gazebo Gardens, and also the Valley Grown uh, radio show that's been on Kino for a long time. Quite a while now, yeah. Yeah. And then also, you have an interesting new job. Just I'm sure you can handle them all just quite well, but you're also the president and the CEO of the Fresno Chamber of Commerce.
2: Yes, sir. Uh, it's, it's, I'm happy to be back in front of these diamond-studded one-putt microphones. It's, uh, if, if you haven't been in here, it's absolutely beautiful inside this studio. It's an art gallery, and uh, it's been a while since I've been in here, and I'm really happy to be back.
1: You know, the part I like is the big glass that looks out onto the downtown streets. It just, yep. it, it's got a romanticism to it.
2: Actually, they don't have diamonds on these microphones anymore, but, you know, budget cuts, I suppose, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. And we also have with us Kim Huckabee, who is the Government Affairs Director for the Fresno Association of Realtors.
0: Good morning, Don.
1: Good morning, and thank you for being on. And um, first of all, I before we jump into the first topic, which is going to be the relationship between landscaping and a home's value. I want to give set it up by giving you some of those home values. So this is kind of interesting now. For the first quarter of uh, 2021, the median sold price in the state of California is 720 thousand dollars. So you know Holy if you moly. get outside the Fresno County area. Well, maybe even a little further than that, maybe beyond, um, over towards Monterey. $720,000 for the middle home. Mm-hmm. Um, now That's half above that price and half below
2: that price. Not That's not the average price. That's median, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're good at this. Hey. You should consider <laughs> a career in radio. Be- be- because here's who I get my inspiration from is Vin Scully. He was able to verbally paint pictures. And, and that's what you just did, Scott. Mm. <laughs> I graduated right. from high school and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Locally, too. Yeah, for sure. So let's go to local. $720,000 in the state of California. Here in Fresno County, for the same time period, same parameters, 330000 That's less than half of the state.
0: And it's still gone up, right? I mean, it's still
1: it has gone up. It was two hundred and eighty-two thousand last year for that wow. same period of time, and it's up to three thirty. But the rates are low, and that makes it just as affordable, if not even more affordable, more. right now. And um, the great thing, thirty-year fixed-rate mortgages, is what you get. So you are locking in your sustainable home ownership for the next thirty years. Well, 30 plus, because after 30 years, your payment goes to zero. (laughs) So how's that for some statistics? Oh, and I do want to say this to all the buyers out there who might be frustrated because you're hearing about multiple offers and 20 offers on one house. Yes, that's happening. But here's what I'm seeing long term. If you stay with it, you'll get one. Uh, People that have made five, six, seven, eight offers on a home and then they finally land it and they get it um they're ecstatic it, it, and you gotta th- congratulate them on their um their attitude mm-hmm. their persistence they didn't give up and be a victim and say oh i'll never get a house no they stayed with it and got it and now they have to water that lawn so, that's right <laughs> so i want to know about watering a lawn and and, and you know here we are looks like we're entering another drought year officially yeah officially yeah um how do we maintain that pride of ownership and that good-looking curb appeal during a drought well hopefully uh
2: hopefully it won't get to the point where we have to curtail lawn watering altogether right now the, the we don't have different watering rules than we had last year but when the you know now that it's that they've officially um, announced that the that the county is in the you know and most of the counties in the Central Valley are in a drought. It's definitely something to watch out for. I remember you know just five six years ago we were out painting lawns green. Um,
1: ah, that's right. Yeah, you brought back a bad memory.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not going to kid you. I, at our company, we're we're stocking up on lawn paint right now. <laughs> Um, but, the, but as far as the strategy goes, how to keep your lawn green uh, with three days of watering and curtailed watering, um, an easy thing to do is to most, uh, most irrigation controllers have multiple start times that you can do. So if, you're, if your days are Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, or whatever, you can do a start time right after midnight, run all your stations through a, a cycle. And then another one in on the same day, right? Uh, you know, right before midnight, and it keeps all of your irrigate. so an, it it effectively spreads your irrigation out as if you were watering every day. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll keep your lawn green, but you're, you're
1: you're inside
2: the the allowable water window.
1: But I heard some time back that if you water at night, you might get fungus on the lawn.
2: It's the it's the opposite. If you water during the day, it's it's it can be really detrimental to the lawn when the when the sun's out and the weather's warm, especially if you have a fescue lawn, you can get you can get fungus.
0: Interesting, uh, we'll which see. is
2: fairly easy to prevent anyway. But
1: so I heard it all wrong. <laughs>
2: well, you, you didn't
1: call me Don. <laughs> ah, <I> Should have. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so how are things at Gazebo Gardens? I mean, uh, let me take a guess. Your business was like the real estate business. When we went into COVID-19, everybody said, hey, I got some extra time now. I want to go plant flowers and yeah, bushes. It was,
2: um, I mean, clearly it was for, for everybody in every industry, this was one of the most stressful years. You know, I'm 50 this year and I can't, I can't recall ever having a more stressful year in business than this. Because you, you know, because the, the, all the uncertainty that came with the lockdown. And of course we have a beer garden and our beer garden was closed for most of the year and so forth. But to your point, yeah, this was the, this was nationwide, the biggest year in the nursery industry in decades. Uh, so we're, you know, we were grateful to be considered, uh, an essential business and to be able to stay open during the whole period and, and, uh. Yeah, people bought a lot of plants, a lot of plants in 2020.
0: Did you have a lot of issues? I mean, that's great that you were able to stay in essential business, but was it hard to keep your employees and deal with the HR issues and all you yeah. know, that kind of stuff to and actually be able to serve your customers?
2: That's why it was so stressful because, especially at the beginning, when there wasn't a lot of information about, uh, you know, how transmissible it was, and uh, you know, it was a lot of it was. A lot of it was conjecture. A lot, of, you know, the the and the rules would change every couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was, and we have a landscaping company, and we do property maintenance and so forth. So it was, it it's. I felt like it started to normalize, and you know, we we understood the rules, and everybody started um, kind of understanding how to operate in a COVID environment. Maybe, I want to say. August, July, August of last year, but, but the, the first few from March fifteenth until until the sort of the end of the summer, it was just a new series of HR issues
1: every single day. I remember showing houses last March and April after the three week period of time where we were non essential mm-hmm. and we weren't supposed to. So this is after they opened it up that said you could show with precautions. You know, I had gloves I had sanitizing wipes everywhere.
0: Booties on your head. Booties,
1: <laughs> mask. Um, I, and I had a hard time adjusting because over the years, in dealing with a client, I learned to read facial expressions mm-hmm. and body language to right. see whether or not they liked the house or if they didn't like the house. Well, that was gone. I had to actually hone my listening skills, try to get them to talk more. It, it, and and get that out whereas I, I remember one a few years back five steps in the door their their knees buckled i knew that was their home
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yep. yeah but you know you, now it's because they slipped on their booties <laughs> <laughs> all so, right
2: i'm so, glad that we understand uh, as a you know a, a lot more about it and and how to get through it now because those those times were rough yeah, yeah they were
1: um all right so and i understand the stressful part uh somebody was asked commenting to me they said man the real estate market's hot you must be enjoying it big time i said actually no (laughs) yes the market's hot but there's more opportunities but there's more issues Mm -hmm. and dealing with those issues is difficult
0: Right. And the, it, when it's competitive like that, when people are putting multiple offers, someone has to deliver bad news too, right?
1: Oh, yeah. And I have this old school mentality. I'm going to call every one of those agents back to tell them, I'm sorry, you didn't get it, rather than just a email or a text. And so that's usually an hour of my time when I, I don't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But also made some good friends out of that you know people that said hey thanks for taking the time and i'll remember you on the next one and i think they meant that in a good way
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what he thinks <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's right okay when we get back from our next commercial break we're going to talk about we're going to get into the the root matter of landscaping stay tuned to welcome home radio <laughs> Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and we have Kim Huckabee helping me out today. She's from the uh, Fresno Association of Realtors, our government affairs director, and from the valley, from Fresno, previously, uh, just before this, Bakersfield, but now back to Fresno.
0: I am, yes. It's great to be here.
1: All right. I have a good question for you coming up here in a minute. Okay. And we also have Scott Miller, the landscape specialist. And uh, you've heard them before on the radio with Valley Grown, on Kino. So, do you see a difference, Kim, between Fresno and Bakersfield in yard upkeep?
0: Oh, that's a great question. Um, yes, I, I do. Um, so, I
1: hope this is going to be positive for Fresno.
0: It is. No, I think Sorry. I think it is. Um, you know, I've always had a lawn in my backyard, and when I moved to Fresno, um, I bought a house that actually doesn't have a lawn in the backyard and it's really interesting we have a lot of really great plants and mulch and rocks and trees and things like that and i think the believe it or not the weather climate um is just a few degrees different and it allows for some different types of vegetation like so for example like in bakersfield i would i've never seen moss i have moss all over my backyard and rocks and things like that there's i think a little bit more humidity in the air and and things like that, that just, um, allows for more things to grow. Uh, so probably more maintenance a little bit, but, um, just, yeah, it is, it's just different.
1: All right. And from a real estate standpoint, if you were to drive the neighborhoods, uh, would you see the upkeep being about the same or? better one or the other i
0: would say well i would say upkey's probably a little higher i mean particularly you know i live in northwest fresno had to think about that for a minute um <laughs> it's still only you been are a few new months. here <laughs> i am new no but I, I mean like really i see a lot a lot more um you know just trees and things like that that have been around for a long time and um you know i think the city also does a pretty good job of maintaining you know um, and the county of maintaining stuff on those properties but yeah there's a lot more growth
1: so as i i like to drive around different cities and check out the neighborhoods and all and i i've always thought there are some cities that are just beautifully kept mm-hmm. and it's all all right fresno we got to step it up and i was really happy to see the beautify fresno campaign going on because that is us stepping it up and making it's our amazing community it's look amazing better. program i think it's really making a difference
0: too. it is
1: so scott Kim mentioned a few degrees difference. What, what does? Uh, I'm imagining it's a little bit cooler in Fresno.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I, yeah, so I'd have to check that. I, I, I think I think we're pretty close, but I think you're right. I think that we, I think we get a, t- a tiny bit more precipitation here mm-hmm. on average. As well. I
0: think, well, I think it's a little bit more than tiny, actually. Yeah. Right. Even to, this I, year. <laughs> even, <laughs> even this year, yeah. The rainfall is is significantly different.
1: Hmm interesting um okay so what does that allow for in
2: vegetation well one thing that uh fresno county and kern county have in common is being the best place in america one of the best places in the world to grow roses Mm it's not it's not as much as it used to be but the but um uh, traditionally most of the roses in america came from wasco and shafter Mm -hmm. and um it's uh, unbelievably perfect weather here for roses we do have to add water to them but but people are always shocked at how drought tolerant roses can be too there was a there's a shopping center in fresno and i won't uh, call them out because it's the weirdest mistake i've ever seen in my <laughs> life but they actually built a building um a small building at a major shopping center that did not it, it never had irrigation i think it was i honestly think it was a mistake I think they forgot to put the irrigation system in. But the point is, they planted roses all around it, and they sur- they are alive to this day. Wow. I'm not going to tell you where it is. With I'll tell no you off water. The, I'll tell you off the huh. air where yeah, it is, and you can do. drive by there. Because uh, I'm a curious yeah. guy about yeah. this stuff.
0: <laughs> Don will definitely drive by. That's <laughs> yes, right. So um, hmm.
1: what, it, what do you feel is m- maybe give us three or four tips on how to make your front yard appealing let's say you're planning on selling in the next month or so um i'm
2: a i'm a big fan of of actually like bark cedar bark um there's nothing that looks worse in the summertime than dirt that's been raked (laughs) clean it looks like it looks like concrete it's bad for the plants it's uh it it causes the plants to dry out faster and um so a lot of times over the years for for uh Houses that are about to come up for sale, people will call us and, and we go through and do the, the quick once over. It always includes putting a good layer of, uh, of cedar bark mm-hmm. in, in our case. I mean, other people will do other things, but I'm not a big fan of the gravel and artificial grass and all that type of stuff myself. But
0: Speaking of yeah. artificial grass, I uh, just read an article yesterday and I think I read that artificial turf actually can devalue home properties don i'll let
1: the landscaper go first then i'll give the real estate take Uh, on that
0: (laughs) well
2: uh, you know i mean i'm a uh i can't speak to the how it affects your housing value but i can i can say it's it's from my standpoint not a good long-term thing to to do it's it's pretty expensive by the square foot it uh weirdly takes a fair amount of water uh and upkeep because you've you know you people wash it (laughs) wash it and then the 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 maintenance for it is you, you have to sweep it so that the it's essentially outdoor carpeting so you sweep it to to keep the the little grass blades all aiming in the right direction so it looks more natural it's not a set it and forget it kind of thing especially if it gets any traffic and my experience with it is in, in commercial settings, in a shopping set. You know, people, I've, I've had clients over the years say, oh, we got to put this in. It's going to save us so much money. And it gets trampled and, and messed up so quickly. And, and it just, in every single case I've ever seen it installed commercially, it has been removed within a year. Wow. It's like the, it's like the oh man, I don't want it. I just, I I, I got to, you know, there's <laughs> sometimes I got to control my mouth. Uh, there's a, uh, I've been hired over the years so many times to, uh, to uninstall, uh, spas as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know if this show happens to be sponsored by any spa companies, but, uh,
1: solely by the Fresno association okay. of
2: realtors. Well, in that case, uh, <laughs> artificial turf and spas are the most uninstalled item, uh, in fresno uh, according to my sample size of one company that's been around for 35
1: years so that's fascinating and actually you didn't know what i was gonna say but on the real estate side of this when i'm taking buyers out and around and and showing them places um artificial turf is not something they go oh wow what a added amenity it's like "Eh, i wonder what that's like what's the upkeep like Mm -hmm. uh how well,
0: long does it last? Yeah. yeah
1: Well, I guess you'll save money on water, but you uh, on your water bill, but you're saying actually, well, not I much. mean it, you probably do save some
2: it, you know it's small less amount. less water than uh, less water than real turf, but
1: but not an insignificant
2: amount of water. Mm-hmm.
1: And then I was going to go on to say, followed after artificial turf being not so excitable for a buyer are um, solar and then comes swimming pools and spas isn't that a shocker yeah and so many people spend money to add to these amenities to their home um it and you can certainly please do it if you're going to use it yourself like that spa and the swimming pool if that's for your own personal enjoyment and you're going to be there for a while yeah do it but it's not for the investment
0: yeah, same with solar. I would, yeah, I would agree with that. Because if you're going to use it, yeah, that's great. But it doesn't add value to your home at the yeah. end of the day.
1: Yeah. I had some uh, clients a couple of years ago that so- had to sell their home because they chose to take a new job and move. Nine months earlier, they had spent $45,000 on solar. and
0: We could have a whole mm. show on that one day.
1: Yeah, but... Today we're here with the artificial turf guy, <laughs> Scott Miller. That's yes.
2: Please put that on my on my business card.
1: All right. <clears throat> so let's say somebody has a half dying lawn, um, and they they know they're going to sell pretty soon. What would you recommend? Aeration?
2: Well, it depends on the. It depends on what kind of uh, grass you've got. If it's Bermuda, which is very common and it just pretty much grows wild in Fresno then you just add water to it and in a couple of weeks even in the summertime if you water bermuda it'll it'll be green it'll be emerald green um in fact in fresno if you just water bare dirt it'll be bermuda eventually <laughs> because there's it's the this bermuda seeds are airborne they come in on lawnmowers they come in with birds and and it's uh very very easy to grow a bermuda lawn if it's fescue you're probably better off to just replace the replace the sod sod's fairly relatively inexpensive and
1: you just made me think of something scott maybe your biggest competitor for uh planting trees and bushes are birds those those guys they drop seeds and all of a sudden you got a little uh, a palm, uh, palm tree growing out of your uh, every once side in of your a while.
2: every once in a while they'll even drop one in a place that it is it works out well but most of the time uh those uh, it's it's actually the uh the japanese privets are the ones that come up everywhere the, every single one of those privet berries that goes through a bird turns into a bush <laughs> or a tree i mean they're, they're they're not the same as the texas privet that we use in the shopping centers as hedges they're the the large variety and you just see them everywhere all over fig garden they are 30 feet tall in the weirdest locations but yes birds are a, a big uh, a big spreader of trees and once in a, a while seas. they get
1: it right i guess they have that right bird's eye
2: <laughs> oh that's landscaping. that's terrible do yeah
1: so let's let our listeners recover from that one we'll go to our commercial break when we get back um well i'll bet scott says something corny <laughs> no doubt Thank you. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and we have Kim Huckabee, our Government Affairs Director from the Fresno Association of Realtors, and Scott Miller. Now, in the previous two segments, I introduced you as the CEO of Gazebo Gardens. Um, and all the, the fun uh, beer gardens that you used to have and hopefully are we're coming back. back soon. We're back, yeah, okay. we're back. I
0: just went a couple of weeks ago. The place was live, and it was, the neighborhood hangout is back. Very How cool. How did I not know about this? I should have told you, sorry. <laughs> yeah,
1: somebody should have, Scott. <laughs> okay, but Scott uh, is also the CEO and president of the Fresno Chamber of Commerce tell us about that and first of all what does a chamber of commerce do
2: chambers of commerce um support and protect the needs of businesses local businesses so um we we do a lot of advocacy um which i know kim's familiar with we do educational programs we do um uh the networking i think a lot of people know chambers as places where you go to network so for uh for salespeople, a lot of the uh, a lot of the events that we do are really beneficial because they they generate leads. So mm-hmm. um, we're we're always working on behalf of business. And I, I got to tell you, I've spent most of my life as a volunteer uh, it, for various organizations and and at the chamber and as a business owner. And I don't think I've ever been, uh, in spite of the fact that I'm working a lot of hours a week right now, I don't think I've ever been happier than I am right now because. I really am enjoying getting into the mission of the chamber of commerce that's awesome
1: so by advocacy one of you tell me what all that means who who do you advocate to I that get, was a yeah. tough question no, <laughs> I, i'm supposing
2: i think we're just waiting to see which one of us is going <laughs> to no. answer it first because uh. we both we both do it clearly
0: all it's got to take it go
2: for it <laughs> right. Well, we advocate on behalf of business, mostly uh, with city and county government. But but our chamber, uh, the Fresno Chamber, is is one of the largest chambers in the state, one of the oldest chambers in the state. So we also advocate at the state and federal level, which a lot of municipal chambers don't. But um, we are very active politically.
0: Mm -hmm. How many members do you have, Scott?
2: Uh, Right now, it's about
0: 1,200. 1,200? Yeah. That is big. Have you... um during covid and everything else i'm sure you, we just talked about what a challenging year it's been for for business um has the membership you know stayed pretty stable declined new, now the, are new members coming in
2: yeah we've been we've been pick a lot of people um especially the businesses that had to close a lot of them were not able to maintain their membership through 2020 but they're coming back now as the as the as the uh as the uh, market opens back up, people are st- starting to come back to the chamber. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we were serving them anyway. You know? we, mm-hmm. we are very focused on making sure that businesses come back strong, particularly the restaurant sector. Those were the, those were the members of ours that had the hardest time, I mm-hmm. think, and, and hair salons and those types of things. Uh, they had the hardest time making it through this past year. But they're all coming back and some of them are coming back stronger than before which is nice to see
0: so sorry don you can jump in here anytime and so, um, i'm just so curious about all of this uh so i i assume you know speaking of advocacy the chamber probably provided and fought for a lot of resources that businesses that were struggling uh needed you know uh, cares Act funding for restaurants salon o- owners yeah. all that kind of stuff
2: absolutely we were we were able to help direct lots and lots of people to their um, to the resources that they needed and we have our, our bank members really uh, really stepped up mm-hmm. um, you know Suncrest Fresno first these local banks really put in the hours like I I, I was shocked they th- these guys were working so hard for their customers and their clients and their neighbors um in a way that was kind of beyond the economics of it for Mm -hmm. them they they kept uh especially do you remember how hard it was at the beginning when they first announced the the ppp
0: right it was Um, difficult
2: it was just the the idea you know we all were feeling like if you all if we if you don't get your application in you're going to miss out it looked like the funds were going to run out very quickly and our local banks really, really advocated on behalf of, of local business in a way that was just, just amazing. And then the chamber was able to partner with the city and the state of California on, uh, PPE. The chamber gave away, uh, over, over a million, uh, masks and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of bottles of, uh, hand sanitizer and, and, uh, and other things when businesses were having a hard time getting them. Again, you may remember there was a period um, in the spring of last year where they were requiring masks and hand sanitizer if you were going to be open as a business, but they, were, but those things were sold out Couldn't get it. everywhere. And so people uh, were able to pick those up free of charge at the Chamber of Commerce, and we also did a, a lot of deliveries around town of those items.
1: And My you, wife had bought a lot yeah. of that stuff. We, we always had plenty. <laughs> you can
2: still see uh you can still see the the chamber of commerce uh, hand sanitizer all over town on on uh restaurant tables and and so we're really proud of that
1: that's great. great how can the housing industry be better related to the chamber of commerce how can we work together to make things better our community better that's a that's a fascinating question and I think
2: we're doing it right now, we aren't are. we? I mean it's the the communication uh, we're we're um, again we're an organization that is just laser focused on the needs of business and, and realtors and real estate companies are our local businesses and some you know I mean sometimes individuals and and I'll and I'll say this it, our ambassadors program and and the, the networking that happens through the chamber of commerce it it includes lots and lots of real estate professionals Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so So if i as a real estate professional uh, (laughs) if i see an issue out there um normally i would go to our government affairs director kim and say hey we need to talk to city council about this or or the state legislature about this but i could also go to the chamber i take it absolutely And
0: I call Scott too, you know, that that's, you know, I think a lot of our interests are very much aligned Mm -hmm. when you, I mean, the business community very much cares about what happens with real estate and housing policy. I mean, everyone wants to see a community where we have good housing policies that make for stable, you know, um, communities where people are prospering and doing well. Um, You know, we might disagree on a few things here and there, but I think Chamber is a wonderful ally and they do great political work.
1: You might disagree on who is the better guest today. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wouldn't. It's Kim. You know, you and I think alike. (laughs) All right. So um, I think the Chamber of Commerce, I I used to go down there. You may not know this a few years ago. I would do a lot of relocation tours for uh, corporate companies that were recruiting uh, people to the area, and they knew nothing about Fresno. So this uh, hospital would tell me, hey, take these people out, show them around the town a couple, three hours, give them a community tour. I would go down to the Chamber of Commerce and get flyers and maps of Yosemite and the mountain areas and and all the nice things about the Fresno County area. And that really helped. Um, There was there were a lot of people that moved to Fresno. And I still remember this one guy. He said, I don't know why I'm here. He goes, I'm, but I'm taking the job, but I'm only going to be here for a year. So, you know, he didn't want to buy a home. He wanted to rent. Well, he's still here about 15 years later, loves the area. He was from New York City. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. I mean, so 180 degrees difference, um, plus they're humid. Maybe that's what he likes about Fresno. We have dry heat, not humid heat. People don't seem to mind the heat as much as they think
2: they will.
0: Right, because it's, yeah. it's a dry, it's a dry yeah. heat, especially if you're from the East Coast, which I yeah. am originally yeah. from. It, the dry heat is much easier to tolerate than the humidity.
1: Yeah, right. Um, what are events that the chamber puts on? Um, well, our
2: uh, our next event is uh, we've got a golf tournament coming up. We're going to be on the on June twenty fifth. We're going to be doing the State of the City at uh, at Chuck Chancey Stadium, uh, in which uh, you know. And so the State of the City is always a big one for us. Uh, the mayor uh, will lay out his uh, his his goals for the coming year and talk about the accomplishments of the past year. And so this will be uh, Mayor Dyer's first state of the city so we expect it to be a pretty big one we're going to have tickets on sale for that uh, starting next week june 25th and so we're uh we're aiming to again we're we're allowed to we're working with the city we're working with the health department and um it'll be a uh uh, we're expecting 1500 to 2000 people uh it's going to be that one's going to be a great event and
0: sponsorship still available
2: yes thank you (laughs)
1: Oh, I think you just got one, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) um, All right. I asked the question about I, as a real estate professional, if I wanted to go to you, let's say one of our listeners out there runs a hardware store or a restaurant or something. How do they, and there's issues that they feel like need to be fixed or enhanced, what process should they take to get that rolling?
2: Just give us a call down at the chamber. You, you can, uh, um, or or an email. We're so we're so easy to get a hold of. My email is s.miller@fresnochamber.com. Um, but we're we're here to help. And sometimes the 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 issues that are difficult uh, for us are when we have. Uh, two members whose interests are in conflict with each other, but that's rare, uh, relatively rare. Uh, in in every other case, we're we're here to help, and um, and so as connectors, um, in a lot of times we have a we have a, a member right now that's got a problem at the state level. We were able to hook them up with a, a state assembly member uh, who could help them within two hours of their phone call mm-hmm. yesterday. So
0: yeah um i think it's really interesting for you know trade associations right during this time of covid as challenging as it's been it's been a really unique time for you to shine right you can really show your value proposition i i mean there's just so much that um i think that you know trade associations that are really working on behalf of their members have been able to do for them this past year and there's probably hasn't been a better time or reason to join a trade association like the chamber um if you're in business
1: and i'll give you a great example of that last march the real estate industry was shut down we were told you can't even go into a house you can't show a house all showings had to be virtual well most people don't want to buy their first home virtually
0: <laughs> well i was an escrow during that time actually on a investment property and we couldn't even sign the documents
1: oh during- that's right uh, Electronic notaries are not allowed in California.
0: We're working on that. Yeah. It's coming. <laughs> but right. yes, but yeah.
1: But anyway, it for three weeks we were shut down. And then our trade association, California Association of Realtors, went to work at the state level and got us to be an essential business. They got us opened up with restrictions. You know, still needed the mass and mm-hmm. um, the, the famous PED forms.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but, but we were able to get rid of the booties and get into a home.
0: Get back to work, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, our, those trade associations, CAR, the California Association of Realtors, and then the National Association of Realtors, I don't think our lobbyists slept for those three weeks until <laughs> they got that deal done.
1: Right. So. Yeah. Um, all right. With that, we're going to go to our next commercial break. But stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and we have Scott Miller, the CEO and President of the Chamber of Commerce, gazebo gardens, and a host of other businesses. And we have Kim Huckabee, our Government Affairs Director at the Fresno Association of Realtors, who is the one sponsoring this show. So thank you to Kim and everybody down there at the association for doing this. Uh, And it's our 13 and a half 13 and a half years that we've done this. So wow, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and there was a long time there where um, uh, Scott Miller and Valley Grown was yeah. on right after us on Saturday morning. So that's how I got to know Scott and uh, his dry sense of humor. You've had a drought in that sense of humor. It's always been dry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I, I I don't really know how to respond to that. I do remember. <laughs>
1: i'm sorry i not think so <laughs> i'm surprised yeah. i said it
2: i remember back in those uh in those uh old days when we were both kind of new to the, the sitting sitting behind these microphones and and uh you'd walk in looking stressed and walk out looking <laughs> l- a little bit less stressed and i'd be you know f- with all my notes and and uh I, I do think that it feels like it's gotten easier for me what about you
1: yeah, it, it has. Um
2: I was so worried somebody was gonna ask me a question I didn't know the answer to.
0: Well, thank so, got for Google. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Or
2: <laughs> or the ability to just come up with a pretty close answer. That's there you, you know, go. Yeah.
1: That's it. Forget about it. <laughs> Don Google. does
0: it all the time yeah. and then he gets called out the next weekend he has to apologize.
1: <laughs> oh, that was only once. That was once however the difference with me is
2: i don't even apologize i just keep on trucking right through
1: so here's what gave me the confidence to not worry about somebody asking a question that i didn't know about many years ago the priest in pinedale at the saint agnes mission church there asked me if i would teach second grade catechism and i go oh wow Uh, you know father i'd love to help out but i don't think i know enough he said my God, Don, they're second
0: graders. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that helps So what's your point? (laughs) My point is,
1: somebody may know more about real estate than I do, but not many. So I should have the confidence to be here. Maybe that's it. That's a a good way to put it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're doing a great job.
1: Thank you. And and I do think about that comment from the priest because it puts it all in perspective. I mean, here we are behind the microphone, but we're three humans. We might make a mistake, The the whether or not you fess up to it like I did a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, I also I think it's
2: up. okay to say, uh, but, you know, there have been a few times over the years on our show where I have to say, gosh, I... I got to get back to you on that one because people will come when it comes to horticultural questions every once in a while there'll be something out of left field and 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 our show is similar to this one in that it's a panel so uh, we've got Bill Welsenbach who's been in the nursery business for f- over 50 years and if I don't know he better know and then and Diana Schaefer who's a master gardener so anyway we come up with it but sometimes we got to just admit I have no idea what what
1: the answer to that is and we get but, I know Bill well enough to tell you that if he don't know the answer, he's still going to give you an answer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he somehow or another, he's believable.
2: If he doesn't know the answer, you don't need to hear it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) All right. Getting back to businesses, which is what the chamber uh, is out to help. Yeah. What are some of the weird positives that have come out of COVID-19 for businesses? Well, I
2: mean, when it comes to um, who, who was a financial winner and, and who didn't do as well during the period, it's kind of all over the board. But one of the things that I was – when you were talking in the last segment about, um, about uh, showing houses virtually and, and – um, uh, I, what I've seen in in a lot of things that I've had to do and I've you know I've had uh, a few real estate transactions in the past year the DocuSign there's DocuSigns for everything not just real estate now things that things that you would have had to drive somewhere make an appointment and you know I don't know how you guys feel about all that stuff but it's, it's A lot of it from, from my standpoint in business has been a lot more convenient and being able to have, I'm sure that Zoom probably existed before uh, and, and WebEx and all these other things. I'm sure it existed before the pandemic, but I can tell you, I don't think I ever participated in a single Zoom meeting before then. And now I'm, I do four or five a day and we're able to do so much more in the same amount of time and communicate with so many more people uh, without the driving time. You can have somebody uh, hop into a meeting who's not in the same city as you. And I think that's a positive. Mm -hmm. I'm also, I also think it's not a substitute for a real in-person meeting, but sometimes uh, sometimes it's just more convenient. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you there. It gives us another alternative. Um, If you can't be there, you can, Zoom be there,
0: mm-hmm. or if you have, you know, you have business that you need to get done, but it's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna be a whole hour meeting and not worth the drive. It's a quick way to jump on, get it done, move on with your day. I think a lot of streamlined uh, process, like Scott just said, absolutely.
1: All right. So, other than Zoom and virtual meetings, DocuSign, which, by the way, here's my advice to everybody on DocuSign, DigiSign and the electronic signing process it's a little telling when I send a docu- a 53 page set of documents to a client and I get it back in two minutes I know they didn't read it so I will call them and say I want to make sure you understood what this was and this was yeah.
0: and that's why it's so important folks that you have a realtor
1: yeah yes I had somebody contact me last week and say it said well we have an escrow number what does that mean and i said Whoa, what are you talking about well they bought a house the uh seller didn't want to um uh use a realtor so they're doing it themselves i said well good friend of mine i said why don't you um get me your paperwork he goes we don't have any uh yeah it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah and th- but they've been in escrow for three weeks i said um well do you have your deposit in there no nobody asked for it so see there's no leader of, of mm-hmm. the band
2: you still got to use a professional you still got to get advice you still need to have somebody help walk you through it i just think it's great that if you can have your phone in one ear and uh, you know sign them i
1: i just i love it i yeah. <laughs> Mhm. Okay, and I'm going to remember that because I need professional help with um some landscaping needs. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I, what you're telling me is don't try it on my own. I'll, I'll be redoing it in 6 months, right? <laughs>
2: you can't uh unfortunately there's no like docuscape. There's no uh <laughs> there's no remote landscaping there's service an idea that I'm aware for you, of, though.
1: You if, invent something like if that. If I could figure it out man how about a virtual picture as people drive by the screen comes up with a green lawn could save on money <laughs> uh, on water <laughs> I'll, I'll take it let's do it all right what would be your best advice as chamber president for the community as we're coming out of this pandemic
2: get your shots just get the just just go get the shot uh, that's 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 the official advice of the Fresno Chamber of Commerce. That is what is allowing all of our businesses to open back up right now. And um, in Fresno County, we still are nowhere near uh, the target. And uh, we actually have been talking about, I don't have it worked out yet, um, but uh, this morning I've been doing a lot of emailing back and forth about maybe some type of event uh, that the beer gardens around town can set up where you get a free beer with your first shot they've actually done that in other uh, communities
1: oh wait a minute i gotta ask a question so does the shot and alcohol mix
2: (laughs) apparently they're i again i I need to do more research on that but apparently they're doing it in other communities and it's and it's actually working to get people to get their shot i mean if you won't do it because it's the right thing to do then maybe uh maybe do it for a free beer maybe a beer i don't know (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, and I think too. I mean, every every single day we're seeing things open up. So if people can, you know, keep doing what they're doing and step it up, and Scott starts giving away free beer, you know, <laughs> I mean, CDC came out yesterday and gave new guidance that you know if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. So now we'll see what California yeah. has to say, but. Right, um, right. Oh. So
2: that's an important thing for employers right now. We, uh, for uh, businesses, are still um, uh, under the authority of Cal OSHA, and Cal OSHA does not have the same uh, advice right now as the as the CDC as of today. Right. So, and
0: then even on top of that, if you know you live in a county where there's additional restrictions th- from the county health department or whatever, yeah. then those are even.
2: The local rules they, yeah. supersede the national That's rules exactly. when it comes to
0: yeah. health
1: department issues. We
0: don't have time for all yeah, that. It but. is yeah. so
1: convoluted that I will be glad when this is over, just yeah. so maybe the local, the state, and the feds can all be symbiotic. Yeah. When That's, was that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that was... You'd be
0: waiting for that yeah. for, for a long yeah. time, Don.
1: <laughs> I had a dream that, that it would happen one day, but then I woke up and yeah. it was back to normal. Well, I want to thank our president of the Fresno Chamber of Commerce and our government affairs director for coming in and helping me today. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Scott. Thanks. And uh, thank you to all our listeners for tuning in every Saturday. Uh, This is a lot of fun. It's uh, something that I'm learning from and we all can learn from. And thank you very much.